G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. In November this year, it will mark 80 years since a notorious concentration camp in Germany called Ravensbrück was constructed. Now, it's believed that up to 115,000 of the inmates at Ravensbrück perished under the horror of the Holocaust. It was the only concentration camp that was exclusively for women under the German Reich. Now there's a new book released by investigative reporter and True Crime's best-selling author Mark Shaw from the United States. His new book is based on the detailed diary of a Holocaust survivor. It's called Courage in the Face of Evil, and he says it should be a wake-up call for this generation. Mark Shaw is a graduate of San Francisco Theological Seminary in the United States. He's also a former defense attorney, and this is his 26th book. Mark Shaw, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you very much. Mark, the book that you've written, uh, it's based on a diary by a woman named Vera Koenig, and eyewitness accounts, these are very important, and they can often carry a very significant message for a generation like today's generation. Well, I think so. It's it's a disturbing story, of course, because uh, any any story about the Holocaust is, is disturbing, but it's an inspirational book as well. Uh, because it's all about love overcoming hate and in this society we have especially in the united states uh... there's so much hate in the world so much division uh... it it it, i believe the book's very relevant right now because if you can just imagine a an inmate at a a concentration camp you know they're just trying to survive day by day so they don't care where people are from they don't care the color of their skin or their religion or no religion whatever it may be it's all about inclusion which the good lord was all about as well and so uh, the, the, the diary really talks about that kind of an atmosphere where everybody's just trying to survive every day. But this particular woman was a German Christian woman. She was a nurse in Berlin, wanted to be a doctor, and uh, was then uh, unfairly uh, tried for, for helping the Jews, uh, uh, hiding the Jews in Berlin, and was sent to the concentration camp. And the story's all about some decisions that she has to make. Uh, uh, she helps uh, hide hide the, 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 uh, the Jews there. She She... Uh, takes food to them. She gets in trouble herself at times. She's just a real angel of mercy. And uh, as you may know, in the book, then, she uh, befriends a little Russian girl, an orphan, whose parents have been exterminated, and uh, tries to hide her from the uh, from the Nazis as well. And that's when this dramatic decision takes place that I think uh, uh, people will... Um, be, uh, be be so interested in as to what her decision finally is and be inspired by that decision. Mark, did you get to hold the diary in your hand or did you just have a transcript from it? Because I suspect uh, if you held the diary in your hand, uh, there would be something special about uh, reading those words face to face with filled with those emotions. Right, I, certain, I certainly did. I got the diary from her daughter. I heard about it in a Midwestern uh, newspaper uh, 
uh, article, and I was able to get a hold of the diary. And one thing people have to know, uh, this uh, I kept the uh, the dialogue and the and the inter- the information in there in her voice. I wanted her to, people to hear her tell her story, tell about what it would like in the camp. Um, you know, so that uh, it's not my words, it's hers. And she's really t- talking about uh, events that she witnessed. And she was able to sneak her diary out of the uh, camps when she was liberda- liberated. But uh, it's all about the human spirit. It's all about um, hope. It's all about inspiration. It's all about uh, Vera showing us how to live, how to respect others, how to care for others, how to think of others before ourselves. And in this situation, when she befriends the little Russian girl, uh, she gets in trouble herself. Now, what to do with that girl? And uh, readers will find out that what she does is she decides to uh, trust someone that she originally hated, and that's a German prison guard, a Nazi prison guard, who has shown some affection, and she finally figures out a little bit that maybe he's not as bad as he, as he seemed. And uh, so with no alternative at all, she makes this decision to trust him uh, with the fact that she's hiding the little girl. And he can do two things, Neil. He can either have them both shot or he can help. And I, I'm proud to be able to say that uh, Vera made the right decision. She decided to trust him, and I can tell this part of the story. He uh, came forward, uh, took the little girl uh, to a pig farm outside the concentration camp, and that little girl's life was saved. So uh, it's all about love overcoming hate, and I think while all Holocaust stories are very worthy and we can learn from them very much, this one is very special uh, because it it, uh, depicts the story of a woman who really did have courage in the face of evil. You say she was a Christian woman, a German woman, and she became a prisoner after helping to hide Jewish people. And you don't hide from some of the deeper issues that would have been going on in her own heart and suggesting that Vera was not different to a whole lot of others who were challenged along the way, even to the point of losing faith in God uh, on that spiritual journey because of the hardships she was facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, we can learn from this. We all have problems, you know, even though if we, if we have a lot of faith and, and we put our trust in, in uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God and all of that, uh, we all struggle day by day. And she had those problems. Uh, even when this happened with the little girl, she thought there probably weren't any more miracles that co- could come in her life. So she was a doubter. And some of the dramatics in here, uh, the prologue, for instance, really talks about she breaks down after she makes this decision to tell the prison guard about little Andrea. And, and why was I so stupid? Why did I do this? We're both going to be shot. Oh, Lord, can you help me? But maybe there aren't any miracles anymore. And, and so, you know, you lose faith. But you have to think about, you know, our problems don't even come close uh, to what's happening. You know, many young people, a bad day is when they can't use their cell phone for 10 hours. Well, that's why I'm so pleased that so many young people apparently are reading the book and, and that pastors are, are, uh, are having people in their churches read it because there's a lot of lessons to be learned there that you can't ever give up if, if you're a believer because there are miracles can, that can happen, and, and this is a, certainly a book that indicates exactly how that does, uh, does appear into her life. Uh, she just wouldn't give up, and she wouldn't give up on her love for Christ, and, and he came through for her. I imagine that for us uh, looking at this in our age and reflecting on the fact that 
when times are hard and things go against you that you doubt God. Uh, but this would have been probably, I suspect, quite prevalent. And of course, you're talking about Jewish people uh, going through all of the horrors of the Holocaust. And this woman is a Christian woman, but wondering why God was not answering these prayers for freedom. And sometimes we reflect on that. How have you approached uh, those sentiments in the book? Well, Vera does that. Uh, you're going to read these dramatic scenes. She makes that decision, and then there's the exchange, giving the little girl to the uh, to the um, uh, the prison guard. There's one special um, uh, chapter in the book, uh, just before the war was over, as a matter of fact, where they were liberated. Uh, all of the nurses decided, and all of some of the other inmates decided, they wanted to have a Christian uh, Christmas party for these these kids who had been you know, gone through hell and hadn't had enough to eat and had been beaten and all of this. And they organize a Christmas party, and at one point she says, just imagine uh, kids from 23 different countries singing Silent Night together. Well, I get a shiver just saying that, Neil, because that's a miracle. And, and these kids, you know, that was a special night for them in the midst of horror, because you have to remember, they don't know if they'll live to the next day. And, and, you know, they, they have to make the best out of what they have, and they have to believe, and they have to say to themselves, we are going to survive. So, you know, these days when we have problems, we, you know, we sometimes want to give up. Well, if you read Vera's story, I'll tell you what, it'll, it'll inspire you to never give up because there are miracles around the corner, that's for sure. Inevitably, when we are isolated from others, we're going to be more deeply affected. But it seems to me, the way you've uh, been able to reflect on Vera's story, this little girl that she was able to help was the thing that gave her the hope to survive. Uh, This sort of relationship, this idea of self-sacrifice, of living for others, this is somehow or other coming, coming to the fore in Vera's story. Well, it does, and and you're going to see the other uh, prisoners, inmates, whatever you want to call them, rally to her, to to her side as well. They help, uh, you know, hide the little girl. Uh, they get uh, food for her. They give, you know, you have instances in this situation. They were given very little food, Neil, as you can imagine, and 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 so one some days it's just some turnips and some bread. Well, Vera gives those to the little girl. And other, other of her friends in there, they make sure that little girl is taken care of. And then you have the prison guards. I mean, you've got three lives being transformed here. Vera's, the little girl, Andrea, and Jacob, the prison guard. And that's the, that's the blessing of this story, that people's lives can be transformed. Even the prison guard, the hated prison guard, had good in his heart and helped the little girl as many of them did. They all rally around this. It's it's something that kept them alive, that they could try to save that little girl's life. And, and we, we need to find something like that that inspires us to keep going where we're helping other people as well. Well, Mark, your book has just been released and coming up to this 80-year milestone uh, since the notorious concentration camp at Ravensbrück was constructed, uh, are there any particular commemorations that happen at Ravensbrück that you're aware of? And uh, will your story uh, be fitting into some of those sorts of commemorations when they come? Well, that's a good question. First of all, uh, there's a there's a book trailer up on YouTube that is so powerful that the, uh, the the press people that have been helping me did and I'd like for people to take a look at that just throw in courage in the face of evil it's a very short trailer and I think you'll be mesmerized by it. Also, there's a website courageinthefaceofevil.com and on that site you will see the commemorating uh, commemorating 
statues outside Ravensbrook. And uh, in the fall, they'll be celebrating uh, some of the survivals that took place, but they are they're beautiful statues uh, as, as uh, respect to, to those women who gave up their lives. So you, you mentioned, you know, I mean, it was hundreds of thousands of, of women who never got out of there. So we have to um, remember them, and I think the book will uh, fit in very well with those uh, ceremonies that they will have in the fall. Well, so many people have a curiosity interest in these sorts of stories and uh, your story based on the diaries of this lady named Vera. Let me point listeners to the book. It's called Courage in the Face of Evil. And as Mark says, there is a website, courageinthefaceofevil.com. And no doubt, if you simply Google Courage in the Face of Evil, you'll find where you can get a hold of the book. Sure. Mark, certainly the book is out and it's available. <laughs> and no doubt you're hoping that lots of people will pick this up for a read. Just as we close our conversation today, the sorts of messages that you carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned earlier on this idea of a wake-up call for this generation. What is so significant about the story that you're telling? Well, uh, some some people have been amazed that I say, you know, I, you, you've mentioned I've written all these books in a recent bestseller, and I've been writing books for 25 years. It's the most important book I've ever read, uh, written, uh, and it's in Vera's voice, and it is a wake-up call because uh, we've got too much of this hatred in the world. Uh, it's just it's just mind-boggling. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to agree with somebody, Neil. But if you're a true Christian, then you should respect what they're saying, and you shouldn't say, I hate that person, or I this or that. And unfortunately, we have a leader in this country that has tried to divide people into those who love things and hate things, and that's unfortunate. And it's in the world as well. So my hope is that anybody that reads this book will say to themselves, look, you know, maybe there's somebody at the office I don't care about very much, or there's a uh, somebody who hasn't been very nice to me or whatever that way. I'm not going to say I hate them. I'm going to try to turn that around and do something about it because that was what Vera was all about with the prison guard. She hated him. I hate him too much, she said. And then she learned how to love. She learned how to trust him, and that ended up, as I say, saving that little girl's life. Well, Mark Shaw, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us. Courageinthefaceofevil.com and you can get a hold of the book, no doubt, when you go to that website uh, or simply Google that title, Courage in the Face of Evil. Mark Shaw, thanks for joining us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate it. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.